Y'all ready for this? <sighs> Twatters, Matt. Hmm? Scottish international Tommy Alexander is with us to muse over goalkeeping and frozen pitches. Get it right. And what is a sustainable pitch? Greetings and welcome once again to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee. I'm joined by Matt Allen. And this week's fascinating, enticing, generation-hopping tag is... Uh, give it a whack. No? Give it a whack. Glow, give it a whack. Glow-ho-po-whack it. Glow, Look, nobody's complained about give it a whack yet, so I'm go- I'm sticking with give it a whack. I'm complaining about it. Well, we've said it four times already in this show. I like twatters. What? Twatters! <laughs> this week on the reverse stick. Twatters. <laughs> what, what did, but what does it mean, John? This week on the reverse stick. Yeah, but what does it It's twa- an acronym, what, what's, Matt. What's twatters? This, ah, right. This <laughs> week on the... Reverse stick. Oh, okay, not bad, not bad. Is it an acronym or is it an an, an initialism? Um, wait a sec. Because twatters it's... isn't actually a word, is it? Hey, twatters isn't a, a it's an not existing a word. word. No, no. So surely it's an an, an initialism. Initialism. No, Another it's it's, acronym. A, it's an E T L A. Go on. Uh, no, it's an M-E-T-L-A, a multi-extended three-letter acronym. Okay, so that is an initialism. <sighs> Jeez, highbrow stuff. Good um, thing mate, we've got that. What's this, 164? Is it 164? It is indeed, 164. Episode 164. And you know what happened last weekend, John? Um, nothing. No, as predicted, gardening. <laughs> Two days of gardening. <laughs> the uh, the yards, front and back, are looking good. And uh, you know what? It was a oh. bank holiday Monday. Sorted the shed out as well. It looks fun, really? mate. It looks so good. We can see the piles of hockey sticks that are lying around. Um, the stuff well, that well, we need to... And you, haven't, you haven't actually moved or got rid of anything. You've just tidied the piles up. Is uh, oh, a fair bit went in the bin. Oh, uh, Yeah, no, a fair bit's gone in the bin. But, um, no, yeah, no, I've rearranged the piles, uh, mainly, and, and swept a little bit. Um, it's, good, it's good to have the space. Um... I wish that I'd had a quiet hockey week, but organising that summer stuff. But we've now got heaps of happy people ready to go and play on turf in a few weeks' time with the summer competition. But, of course, you're going to be playing this weekend. I am indeed. In, whew, you know, in the big game. It, even, though, a, even, even in a weird, strangely COVID-affected season, you've made it to the grand final. Again. How, how are you feeling? We're recording Wednesday evening now as it is. Not our traditional... Well, this is our traditional summertime, really, isn't it? The Wednesday night. Yeah, it's for a long time we hot. did Wednesday nights. Um, and then I think both of our uh, spouses got sick of the condition that we found ourselves in by the end of Wednesday night <laughs> recording and it sort of got moved. Yeah. Um, Let's go back to the old days. Man. So, three days away from yep. the big game. How are you feeling? You've been to training tonight, I believe. Oh, I went to training. and In fact, one of my teammates said to me, Oh, I know it's grand final coming up this week, Johnny, because... 
you're at training. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I was there. We did flicks. Yeah. And we did. Did you check out the rules, like I suggested yesterday or the day before? Are you doing shootouts or are you doing well, flicks? It, it, someone's posted on our WhatsApp group uh-huh. a, a thing that looks official from Hockey WA that says penalties. Strokes. Strokes. Yeah. Yeah. Not shooty things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll be stroking it. We did our stroke practice tonight. Uh-huh. Um, now, here's, I might here's make the, thing. the second here's the five. Here's the thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, no, there isn't a second five. It's the first five. Do it again? Two, yeah, yeah. Oh, phew, I'm safe. You're, you're safe. Yeah. Um, so, how many players um, are qualified and how many are you expected to have along for the game? How many are qualified? Um, 16. So, you've got 16 qualified. Yep. And how many are you expected to the game? 15. Okay. Mm-hmm. So somebody's got an injury? No. Right. Someone's wife booked a naughty weekend away. And what? And they want him with it, with as well? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> he's supposed to go as well. Okay. Well there's, um, well, there's commitment. He did keep that very quiet, but apparently, see, he made the mistake of assuming that, um, considering there was no finals and the shortened season and everything, the grand final would be the weekend uh, after, after the, end of the, the season, last right, yeah, game of the season right, okay, yeah. and didn't take into the fact that they would have a bye because it was a long weekend and Country Week went on as well. All the Country Week sports went over, on yeah, over the last weekend. That's what I did here in WN. So 15 blokes. How many are training tonight, John? One, two, Scotty, Jace, me, Tone, Two Smides, TC, Robbie, Rob Robles was there, yeah. Big Robbie. Um, yeah, that was it. Seven? Seven, yeah. Well, you just had the fingers out. I was... Eight. 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 All right, half the squad there. Yep. A few days before the final, that's probably a record, record appearance. It was. We Good did stuff. have, we did have a couple of guys sending through messages tonight saying, I'll be at training tomorrow night. Now, not did... having looked at the initial team message that said we'll be training on Wednesday night. Did you, um, do the obligatory, let's try some new short corner routines? <sighs> you know what? We we started doing short corner stuff, and um, me and Jace were doing a bit of injecting work there, and um, okay. and they were sorting out all these routines. Oh, you go and stand there, and you that wasn't run over that here wasn't hormones or anything like no, that. No, no, no. You go and run over here, and when we you hit the ball out, and you do this, and you do that, and I started teeing off, and I just thought, eh, last training before a grand final, do I really want to go and stand there in the semi dark while one of the Smythe boys tees off from the top of the D? I'm pretty sure I've no. seen. I'm pretty sure sure I've seen you score from around the edge of a D on a short corner in a grand final, though. Not in the grand final. No? I haven't scored in the grand final. Oh. No. I th- here's the other thing. I'm going to be up there, obviously, because I'm organising some transport for your boys to get up to the final. We're going to watch the over-60s boys in their yep. final beforehand. Should be a good afternoon. And um, should I be li- live-streaming it? Should should this one get in the live-stream treatment like the last one? No, that was the first no, the- one. Oh, no, the second, third one. That was yeah, the third one. Yeah, it wasn't last stream. year. It was the year before, I year think. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By all means, if you think that you are capable of doing that and it won't intrude with your enjoyment of the game. Well, let me know, listeners. Hit me up on social media and uh, say uh, hashtag yes stream. <laughs> yes, yeah, hashtag yes stream. Um, go Considering to, this is go, going to, go to Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Hashtag yes stream. Hashtag hockey. Hashtag gloho po. Uh, and... Uh, Follow at the reverse stick. Find you, us might, there. you might have to pose that question on the socials beforehand because uh, this podcast is probably not going to get into people's 
Ah, oh, no, we're going to delay it, aren't we? Yeah, We yeah. might release it to our Patreon subscribers beforehand so they can get a listen, but of course they deserve to because they, they pay us a bit of cash, John, to listen to this. Do how, do you, how do you give us money, Matt? Well, you just head to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick. There are some different tiers there and uh, there are some opportunities to support uh, hockey podcast endeavours. Uh, our little parcels of joy are landing, John. Are they? Landed in Ta- Tasmania. To- no, sh- what? Shh. Secret. Oh. Landed oops. in Tasmania today. In the UK yesterday. Patrons, they're coming. So they, they got to where? UK. Uh, yeah, uh, 24 hours before Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. You know how at the beginning in the intro I said something about sustainable pitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it turns out that um, asking people to give us money is not a sustainable pitch for this podcast. Oh, where's the sound? News! Boy, oh boy, oh boy, John. John, get to it. John, have I got some news for you? I hope so. I've got a bit of a a roundup of some of the club competitions that have been happening around the world, predominantly in Europe. Yep. May I? Go. Happy to go? Let's head to Germany to start with in the women's competition. Mannheim have maintained their position at the top of the ladder with a last gasp winner, overcoming Harvest Huda to win 1-0. Their closest rivals, Dusseldorf, played out a 2-2 draw with third-place UHC Hamburg, whilst Mannheim will be in action twice over the weekend, hosting the bottom side, Flottbeck and fifth-placed Ulster, while Dusseldorf just have the one game away to fourth-placed Rottweiss Köln. In the men's comp in Germany, there's little in it amongst the leading group. After Ullenhorst, Mulheim and Rottweiss Köln both drew 2-2 in the last round, Mannheim closed the gap with a comprehensive 6-1 win over Hang the bottom side. Did they draw 2-2 against each other? Against each other. So they both drew 2-2? No, 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 against two different teams, sorry. Oh, yeah, OK. Yeah. Just getting... Yeah. Come on, John. Got to get these uh, six right, you, Matt. Whilst get it right. UH, whilst UHC, Hamburg and Polo both notched up away victories to stay in the hunt. It's all to play for this weekend, with all sides set for double action in both Saturday and Sunday games. In the Netherlands, do you want to? I reckon we could put in uh, maybe national anthems or something like that, just uh, before we move across the country. So maybe put the bed Why in. Why don't you do it put in it accent? Down, put it into. Why don't you read the results out? In yeah. the Netherlands, <laughs> Amsterdam, the abortion HDM on maintain their 100% records lead the park in the women's competition. Whilst Blumenthal are the only men's team with a similar record after successive 3-2 wins over Pinoke and HJC. There's a full round coming up this Sunday in both competitions. <clears throat> Don't complain to me, Ernst. Now we're going to Belgium. <laughs> Send all <laughs> of the complaints. You can t- What's mm. the difference? Uh, Come on, I'm yeah, looking forward to hearing this. I'm from the French side of Belgium, you see. <laughs> In Belgium, Royal Ori Man went 4 from 4 with a 3-2 win over KC Leuven, who dropped to third to top the table. Gantois sit second after 3-3 draw with, uh, 3-3 draw with Waterloo Ducks. There's a full set of games on Friday night and Sunday this weekend. In the women's comp, Gantois and Daring sit side by side with 100% records. But that won't last for long as the tabletoppers match up in their next league match. Over to England, Sophie Bray scored for the 15th time in 16 matches for East Grinstead, taking them to top with a 3-0 win over Beeston. Elsewhere, Holcomb put five past newcomers Swansea, who became the first Welsh side playing at home in England's top women's division. I would say. Great Britain star Sam Ward and... 
Great Britain stars Samuel Ward and James Carson both Damn hit that as old Georgians demolished the University of Durham with an 8-0 win. Surbiton made it 2-2 with a 5-2 victory at Beeston. Wimbledon beat Brooklyn's Manchester Uni 4-1 and Holcomb came from behind to beat Oxted 3-1. Ah, typical of bloody Holcomb coming from behind. Ireland. Opening round of the women's EY each hour with wins for Railway Union order. <laughs> so Catholic, Catholic Institute of Pegasus. Whilst in the men's, it's the whilst in the men's comp, a Grant Glutz hat-trick gave YNCA a 3-0 win over, Annan, over Annandale. Elsewhere, there were victories for the Garvey and Monkstown. Have uh, you got the Malaysian League results there, Matt? It's, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> en français. Racing Club de France fought uh, 4-2 uh, winners over Lille to nudge them to the top of the ladder after three rounds of games. Now to Malaysia. Wait, wait, wait. Now to Malaysia. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, Alien. Pardon? Oh, we should have Alien. <laughs> you need another drink so I can... Alien. Alien, damn it. Anyway, go on. Malaysia, the men's Razak Cup. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Bust that one out, big fella. you got no idea where, where to start, do you? Malaysia. Perak lifted their 10th Razak Cup title in style. They beat Terengganu. Photo <laughs> at the National Hockey Stadium in Bukit Jalil. Mohamed Azik Shamsul wrote the athletic hero. He's got a little bit French. And, you know, yeah, that'd be in the no. women's competition. Uh, no, don't do French. Just do English. Yeah, don't but, do Oz, Oslish. But Pahang, 2-1 winners over the Selangor ladies. Two penalty corner conversions from Nuranj Abdul Rashid giving Pahang the title there. There there are your results, folks. Hey, I did notice the other day, because we've had a crack at Malaysia before, saying so we like to follow the league, but um, it's all in Malaysian. But they have still, I've noticed... I only noticed recently, I'm not sure how long we've been doing it before, but their tweets now are in English as well. So it's On their MHC, Hockey, yeah, hockey, yeah, hockey, yeah. hockey Malaysia uh, yeah. tw- Twitter account. Yeah, that's right. Because a lot but, of good hockey does go on in Malaysia. Go, it's not the greatest, bestest league in the world, but it's competitive, good hockey. It's what's good great watch. is that you can go to one of their big titles online and, and, and print papers, Star, yeah. and go to star.my, uh, I think it is, online, and hockey has a significant presence within their their sports. Yeah. So you do the drop down for for sports. Hockey is listed. How many countries can actually say that? You, the UK and Australia. Hockey will quite often come under other, and yeah. you've got to go to other, other. and then yeah. you might discover some hockey stories. Yeah. So in Malaysia, it's a much bigger deal. You know, we've got the ultras over there supporting teams. It's, it's you know, it, it it's a great hockey country and there's, there's a lot of support there there's a lot of things we can learn globally on how they do TV productions you know some of the stuff that comes out yeah, is, they is do fantastic good too. Yeah. and they, they they have a proper professional league of sorts I think there's there's still problems with it and, they, and I see problems with the structure of it and a few things but they're trying and they're doing it. Oh, but they, they, but they, they, they bring players, they bring international, right. in, international players in and they, they try to raise the profile of the game. And there. you know what? It, it is that club-based structure-ish sort of thing. It's not strictly clubs like we would know them, but they're, it, it's not this idea of trying well, to they have make an, it they have an identity. Level, international level. No, you know, they, they, they have an identity yeah. They, they, f- yeah. for the clubs and the states. Absolutely. You, we're never going to be able to build professional sport 
basing it on an international league. It's got to be based on clubs within countries and then moving up from well, we've there. Well, we've around. talked about it before. You know, the, the big yeah. win potentially for, for this part of the world is some of your teams that are involved in the likes of Hockey One in Australia, yep. your Malaysian national... Um, um, champions from that league. Champions, champions from, from that, this yeah, league. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Um, you got to, oh, I'm going to play this. You got any more results? Uh, no. No. More news. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Breaking, Matt. Breaking. What's breaking? I've got to read this breaking news from the International Hockey Federation. Why is it? It's all tweet. No, no, but Federation it, of International it, Hockey. Sorry, is it breaking because you've just read it? No, because they've just posted it. No, about three hours ago. Oh, three hours. It's breaking for this podcast. And you'll be listening that's, to this. That's and, cutting and, edge for this podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, you'll be listening to this in at least 48 hours' time. <laughs> <laughs> The new sustainable hockey turf is the first of its kind to feature filaments made from over 60% of regrowable raw materials. Polytan is using bio-based PE to add a sustainable dimension to the outstanding playing properties of its tried and tested polyurethane monofilament fibres. And that's what the tweet says, and it's accompanied by a two-minute advertisement we won't play it because it's mostly music and highlights and then some stuff about how they make it out of sugar cane. Have you ever wanted to live a dream? Yeah, it's got all live that a dream stuff in on it, a hockey know. field. Yeah, it's all it's full of aspirational yeah. stuff that marketers love. Aspiration, man, with love sweat it. dripping down your head into the sugar on the field below. What over sixty percent regrowable raw materials? Not so biodegradable. No, no, no. Regrowable. Yeah. So does that does that mean once the they've developed a concrete plant? But once they're done in the turf, then you can then go and plant it after the. Ter- oh. And then it and is. then you grow, can grow more and, turf. And grow another hockey turf. Grow another hockey turf. Well, this oh. seems to be the solution we've been looking for. The expense of hockey turfs. All we need to do is set up regrowable hockey turf farms. Okay, let's get to the basis of this. There's a difference. Well, it's, it's plastic. Plastic is the base. Oh, sorry, the basis, not the base. Sorry. The the only sustainable hockey surface is grass or dirt, essentially. Yeah, they're they're sustainable. Yeah, you can sustain them at very little environmental cost. Because let's face it, this whole push is about the environment. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's good. Are you um, are you going for a bit of, through a bit of a, a change at the what? moment? What? Are you getting very environmentally focused? You're worried about people swallowing plastic whistles. You, I, I, no, what I'm sick of is is environment being thrown down my throat as a reason to be interested in something when it's it's just more marketing. You know how environmentally friendly is it? If you want to really pretend that you're environmentally friendly, you got to. I mean. Uh, the tried and tested polyurethane monofilament fibres. Guess what happens to polyurethane monofilament fibres when they break down, Matt? And that, that's what we're talking about when we start talking about the future of, of environmental sustainability. Well, where, where do old turfs go to die, John? Into the um, water system to be consumed well, by no, they're animals. Going, no, they go into my front yard. I've got <laughs> yeah, a fair chunk of old turf from down the road there. Um and it degrades slowly but surely. It degrades, and all the little bits of plastic end up going with the water and the sand down into the drains and into the little fishies, and then into the birds. And then who eats the birds? The cats eat the birds, and then the dogs eat the dogs eat the cats, and the bears eat the dogs. 
and we're going to have a lot of very sick bears in 20 or 30 years' time purely because of... Sick koala bears. Come on. How much can a koala bear? Yeah. Boom, boom. No, but I think it, it, it's a worthwhile discussion. In, in... But, but what gets me is that the new sustainable hockey turf... Well, this well, is... well I, I know. We were talking, this is the, the poly, Polygrass Tokyo GT from Polytan. Well, I know that we were offered it as a club 18 months ago, maybe a little bit longer, longer than that. And the decision we made on choosing that and the one that we went for is like, mm, it all sounds great, but it's not tried and tested. And we don't really want to take the risk of being the club that puts the turf down that has this uh, bio-based PE that might fail under the UV really? of Australian conditions, you know. Well, that that's a, something worth considering. Um, my issue isn't that you're making it from regrowable raw materials. There's nothing there that says biodegradable. Well, regrowable doesn't really mean I don't anything, know what that means. does it? Yeah, regrowable. Can you regrow the turf? You can't regrow the turf. No, but that's it. You, no, you can't. <laughs> or do they seed it? No, no, it's from something. And you mow it. That's it. It's well, like no, a, no, the video's got it. It's from cane. It's from cane sugar. But is it, a, no, it'd have to, it wouldn't be the sugar. No, but there's a picture you know of sugar in the bloke's hand. No, sugar, but no it, it's, it's all, all the chaff, isn't it? Well, you'd think so. You could make them out of hemp. Yep. That could work. We better have a... Re- no, no, I'm just thinking, I, I reckon there might be a few hemp fields in Amsterdam. Could be. We're, we're going to leave that. You make up your mind for yourselves, folks. Uh, I like turfs. I think playing on turfs great. I, there's nothing wrong with it, but I think we've got a bit too overkeen on our desire that all hockey should be played on turf, and I don't think it's true. <gasps> that time. That time, that time John. Um, I hope I haven't closed down the page where... Uh, oh, no, I haven't. Here it is. Um, John. Oh, here we go. Oh, Sorry, folks, this is uh, the little section of the show called Dear John, where you can send in your queries and quandaries about the game of hockey. Happy to take them from you and uh, and ask John. Ad hoc, he doesn't get to... No, I don't. He, he doesn't get a view of the questions you beforehand. You be telling me, so at least I could come up with something reasonable. It's more fun to see you <laughs> squirm. squirm a little bit. And I did get that message from, um, from Baggy saying he quite, quite enjoy, enjoys seeing you. Or hearing you squirm a little bit. Here we go. <laughs> Dear John. Now this person, okay. this person's put it up on Patreon. So they are okay. a Patreon subscriber. You could be a Patreon subscriber, folks. Get direct access to John. That's part of our give us money pitch. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick. That's we've, sustainable. Well, the fact that um, we've got a conversation coming up soon with Tommy Alexander. There's a question in there from Scott, one of our patrons. Mm-hmm. We put it out to our patrons. Come, we're, we're going to chat to somebody in the next couple Did of days. Did he send you this question Have you got well? a question? No, he didn't. No. no. Okay. Dear John. You have amazed us with your accounts of the importance of wearing personal protective gear <laughs> for your crown jewels. Vindo. I have a no. few I have a few questions. Jade. One. Is it this is in brackets your PPE pronounce PPE on the same what sorry. Is it on is it on the same wash cycle as your shirt? Or do you recommend regularly spraying it with a fungicide? This is talking about your box. Yeah. Number two. 
I know you are very athletic. <laughs> How do you manage to keep keep it from falling? I think this person might have had a couple of beers. Um, <laughs> how do you manage to keep it from falling out? Do you use double-sided tape? <laughs> Number three. <laughs> I enjoy the inclusive way you talk about hockey, making sure you always discuss the ladies as well as the gents. Do you advise the ladies to wear a simple PPE? Does it have a name? <laughs> so three questions there, John. <laughs> It was at Bloomfield. No. Because, oh, yeah, okay. Mate, I sent him something recently <laughs> that directly refers to that. It, it probably doesn't make the grade for Hockey World News to reprint it. But You need to look closer to home. Closer to the page. Oh, <laughs> oh God damn it. Okay. Okay. So okay. Um, John, John's brother, Gav. Um, Christmas g'day, is going to be g'day, fun then. G'day, Gav. Uh, Gav is a Patreon supporter of the, of the show. But he's obviously seen him in the shower as a young lad, and uh, there we go. Any, and, okay, uh, run through them again quickly, okay. the first uh, one. Okay. Is your PPE, i.e. your box, on the same wash cycle as your shirt? Yes. Do you recommend regularly, regularly, regularly spraying it with a fungicide? No, because if anybody ever steals it, it'll teach them a lesson. He knows you're very athletic. How do you manage to keep it from falling out? Do you use double-sided tape? No. I wear two pairs of those stretchy boxer-type things, and you slip it in between. Stretchy stretchy boxer-type You know, they're like boxer shorts. No, please. (laughs) Fingers in your ears. No, you didn't hear that. Much more comfortable than a jock strap. Three, I enjoy the inclusive way you talk about hockey. Um, Making sure you always discuss the ladies. Do you advise the ladies to wear a simple PPE? Does it have a name? I cover this subject in, in something that I sent to Mr. Bloomfield. Okay. That will probably never see the light of day publicly. So, uh, but so, so no, so don't give it away. If it's upcoming in Hockey World News. Well, I don't know that it will be. Because there's one coming out soon. Is it? It's a, well, if it's so. in there, I do cover that. But the editor might take exception with some of the things I've written. Can I just say that um, I would I would... Imagine that there is a device that ladies could use. They could use a box, but it wouldn't really... It would be intrusive. They'd get a man camber, and, you know, you don't want that. Um, what the frickin'... What's a man camber? You know, man camber. Oh, right, okay, okay. Um, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Once again, once again, not a visual podcast. No. no. Oh, but, um... Look, and let's let's be honest. It's a slightly small smaller target area, but um, I have heard it anecdotally told to me that um, when that target area is achieved, that it's it is an extremely pain. It, look, the side effects aren't the same, okay. but they oh. are potentially very bad. And oh. I'm sure somewhere in sport there is something that a woman can wear. Awkward I conversation. Don't know. It is. But you should think about Shh, that's it, ladies. It, Listen. There we go. Dear John, that's the yeah. end of that segment. Thank God for that. My apologies, uh, particularly to the ladies, uh, but to all of you for having to um, listen to any of that. John, um, I think now is probably a really great time to uh, catch up with Tommy Alexander. You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. And as we promised, it's a pleasure to have Tommy Alexander with us. Scottish international and UHC Hamburg representative at the moment. 
and of course a member of the Keepers Union. Tommy, thanks for joining us. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Now we know it's a, a busy schedule for you to squeeze in a chat with us in between coaching sessions. Now the thing we always like to start off with is a bit about the hockey history. Now I've done my research and I've seen that you'd started out as a um, a football goalkeeper. Did you, when you when you first came to hockey was was that your first taste going straight from playing in goal in soccer to then playing hockey in goal? Yeah, it was. Um, I'd kind of been playing football a lot longer than I'd been playing hockey, and then uh, um, at school, I remember seeing um, some of the older kids had the the goalie kit on, and it was it was all bright colours and looked pretty cool. And um, and uh, yeah, and then as I started getting a little bit older, the football goals just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So um, it made made more sense to kind of switch over. Uh, so I start I started when I was. Uh, 11. That was the first time I kind of had a taste of hockey, and yeah, I kind of got to it straight away, and never, never really looked back. And was that at, that was at school or with a local club? At uh, school, um, I was actually playing. <laughs> sounds terrible. I was actually playing football for a club at the time. I did right next to the the Royal Ra- <laughs> the race course. Um, behind uh, behind there, there was a little football club, and I, and I actually played football there. Uh, with with some mates in school, and then um, yeah, we had a we had a really small Astro at school. Would have been like a not far off the size of an indoor court as the as the actual hockey pitch. And then uh, yeah, basically saw saw some of the older kids playing it, and then just said I'd like to give it a go. And yeah, I was like this this is a lot better. So. Now, some of our keener listeners will recognise that there's not much of a Scottish twang there in in your accent. <laughs> Uh, what's what, what's the story with with uh, playing international hockey for the old enemy? I guess. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. Like in terms of of uh, uh, my, my dad is my dad is Scottish, um, uh, mum mum is English, um, but born brought up um, near near in and around London, basically. And then um, basically, I did uh, quite young. I, I was in and around the, the England under eighteen squad. And um, uh, basically, I did a load of trials, got got into the round squad, and then uh, <laughs> a goalie didn't come to any of the trials. Got selected to, at a tournament ahead of me, oh. and I was just like, right, okay, I need to I need to have a look at um, an alternate here. And then uh, my my um, county coach, unbelievably, said he had some contacts in Scotland, and, and then my dad was Scottish, so they uh, they got in touch and they said, yeah, we'll have a look. So I was quite young when I went. I kind of flew up and had a trial um, for under 21s and, and got in there. So um, you know, one door shuts, another opens. Tommy, were you, were you ever told what the knock was on you, or, or what it was you needed to get better at, or anything, or was it just like complete pass over and quiet? Um, no, absolutely nothing. Um, I, <laughs> it was quite funny. I remember said to the coach, I said, uh, "Who's this goalie?" And they said, "Oh, he's a." He's a goalie at our club. We wanted to see oh. what he was about. And I was like, right, okay. So yeah. I was like, all right, cool. And uh, it was quite funny in terms of, uh, I can't remember the name of the coaches. I mean, odd looking blokes, but they said, uh, uh, we don't always get it. We don't, we don't, yeah, you knew it was bad with the moustaches. So I said, um, they said like, you know, look, if uh, we don't always get it right, we've made mistakes. And I, I wish I knew their names, but uh, I, I, dread, I, I really hope they're not making decisions on goalkeepers. But unfortunately, there's too in my in, in my mind, there's too many fields 
uh, coaches making decisions on goalkeepers and that was something happened later in my career as well but you know these things happen you've got to get on with it well, just on those early days we've got a question from one of our Patreon subscribers Scott Edwards down in Tasmania and he's uh, he did ask the question about if, if you had any field aspirations but you've kind of answered that but we'll, uh, we, we will find out in a moment if you're any good on the field um, but the, 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 the question here is um, he'd like to hear if Tommy had any goalkeeping heroes and if he has any memories of either watching live at a pitch or on TV of any keepers that inspired him um, yeah I mean originally it was uh, Peter Schmeichel, that's what made me want to be a, a goalkeeper, even though that's football. And then the, the, the uh, and then transi- transitioning into a, a hockey goalkeeper. And then when I was, oh, when I was at, got to secondary school and Great Britain were playing a game at Reading Hockey Club. I think it was against Poland. And, uh, Jimmy Lewis was in goal, actually. And, uh, it was actually nice to see. Um, a small goalie in goal because uh, we're talking about uh, Simon Mason who's obviously nearly two metres tall um, so it was the first time I kind of got to see some live action and uh, yeah funny enough he's, he's now my business partner today but yeah that was, that was the first time I saw a uh, top international goalie so <laughs> Tommy there's there's obvious parallels between a soccer goalkeeper and a, and a hockey goalkeeper and as much as there are obvious differences is there something that we probably wouldn't pick up automatically that is completely contrasting between the two? Um, I think, I think obviously the, the more use of, um, your legs in, in hockey, as, as you guys will know, is, is definitely the kind of more of a change. And then the other technical bit is that I would, I, actually love to see in football is if the goalies can change um, and that's obviously something we, we have to deal with in terms of you know a slow slow doddler down the middle for a, for a football goalie they can kind of drop on it collapse no no kind of issues but as a hockey goalie you're just going on no don't give away a corner don't go through your legs every, everything else so, so a, little, a little bit different in that regard so Oh, the dibbly dobbly is my uh, my specialty it's the only goal she bloody scores <laughs> <laughs> Has it take a bit of pace off the ball? That'll never go under the goal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The slow, the mystery ball, the mystery ball. Yeah, that's it. Well, just we flip and flop all the time. But you're involved in in coaching with Jimmy as well. There with iconic goalkeepers, is that right? In 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 Germany now. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. uh, Evie Frank is involved as well. Um, She's um, uh, trying to put this. She has a proper job, unlike myself as a coach. But in terms of she's she's very she's very high up in the police. So, uh, she is she is one of the business partners, but she's uh, um, kind of involved when she can. She's got some other projects along the line. But yeah, it was something. One of the things of uh, when things didn't work out with GB Hockey, and obviously known Jimmy for the last ten years, and getting out to kind of coach me um, for for that time and. Tried to get me to come out to Hamburg in round 2012, and I, I kind of I turned it down and, and really regretted it. And then when the second chance came, made sure, and that was one thing we spoke about is kind of like teaming up to try and cover um, cover the city in terms of goalie coaching because the, the, I always find it really different here. The style of goalkeeping in Germany is completely different to everywhere else. Um, even with uh, guys in Australia and Holland and New Zealand and the UK, there's a sim 
similar sort of thing, but Germany is completely different uh, for a number of different reasons. So um, something we're trying to introduce is the, the iconic style. Um, and yeah, it's been really well received. You know, something Jimmy has been doing here for a long time. So it's just kind of actually having a, a business name to it and, a, and an official um, being recognized. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going really well actually. Tommy, you touched on something I was going to bring up with you there. Anyway, when you talked about goalkeeping is different in Germany, is that dictated by the style of play or the, the, the way the game is played in that particular area? There's a, there's a couple of factors. Uh, one, one is um, if, you're, if you tend to be quite big and, and not the most coordinated, your first thing to do is be pushed into goal. Here's a set of pads. Uh, and good luck and enjoy. <laughs> Nobody ever um, bloody told me that back when I was nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> and that was why. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing because in terms of, um, there's a lot of guys here who, tall, strong, athletic guys, and I really feel if they're in the UK, and I don't know, maybe, maybe someone in Australia as well, but these guys would be kind of handpicked. Yeah. They normally end up at fullback, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, the coordinated ones do, and the non-going goal. Uh, so that's, that's more of that. And then the other big thing is, um, is, uh, uh, is indoor, uh, which makes them mad, because you play four months indoor style here, and uh, a lot of it's just getting hit and playing keeper sweeper and stuff like that, and that kind of transition into the outdoor style of play. Um and a lot of the the training here doesn't have a lot of defense, a lot of uh, defenders all the time. So they, you know, instead of just standing there and getting hit all the time, they're kind of used to kind of being a little bit more keeper sweeper esque. So, um, but when you put it into realistic drills and kind of show people a bit more technique and a bit more kind of understanding, um, yeah, they, you know, they take to it pretty well. And the style of goalkeeping here is actually changing to a bit more like most other places, basically. Now, most goalkeepers find out and, and learn throughout their careers that there is only one spot on the team for a goalkeeper. And you yourself spent time at Reading and then went to Indian Gymkhana and, and back to Reading again. And you've also then just mentioned that things didn't work out with GB. And I, I think I read somewhere that Bobby Crutchley wrote that you were too small to play elite hockey. I guess that, those things all sort of culminate in making that move to Germany. But, you know, what... What what was that like for you to first step into an, into another country and go right? This is where I'm going to play my hockey now because you, you've been there for a while. Yeah, so every, everything you kind of touched upon is is true. I mean, the one thing I'd say is yeah, with uh, with young kids growing up, it's quite easy to you know, especially with something like a striker, you can kind of chuck them in for a game, keep them out. You can't, you just can't do that with a goalkeeper. It's a, it's a relationship with the back line and all this type of stuff. But there's only so much you can learn in training. And, uh, for me, I was, uh, I was definitely too stubborn for too long. Like, I know I'm good enough to play this level, but I had nothing to back it up in terms of no experience. So when I decided to make the decision to go and play in the second division at Indian Gym, it was, you know, learning on the, learning really quickly at the time. And, you know, it was, such good experience for me and uh, yeah definitely something goalies you can learn as much as you can from someone who's ahead of you but then there's a point where you've got to kind of learn some stuff for yourself and you've got to give yourself the best platform for yourself to play on um, and then you know two good seasons with them that's when I had the phone you know uh, the goalie at the time go to different clubs so a spot opened up and uh, yeah gave me a call to see if I'd be interested in coming back and that was a really good 
natural progression and step up. So that's one thing I would I would definitely say. Um, and then in terms of moving to Germany, I was yeah, it was something. It was the place I wanted to be because of the indoor for me it was really really important. Um, and yeah, the lack of financial support from you know um, clubs in the UK, <clears throat> which isn't a fault. It's just you know if you're if you're only a hockey club, you're going to find it pretty difficult. But the you know the, the European style of having tennis and gym and swimming pool is, is, is you know there, there is definitely some financial support um so it made it you know more lucrative and the standard of the hockey is really really high um but I'd, yeah i just didn't want to be after bobby said i was too small on uh stats that showed the other actually showed he was incorrect um you know it, it was just kind of a you know get get out otherwise i'm just going to be miserable the whole time so yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely the right thing it's the right thing to do for me personally well you mentioned the the club there in uhc what what is the setup what where where, where where's the club's club located and what do you see as you drive into the grounds um yes yeah, cool is um so it's located relatively north of the city um about 10 minutes from the airport. Um, not if anyone knows the Hamburg geography, but it's a, it's a relatively small city. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just nice. I mean, it's, it's very classic hockey in terms of, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of nice houses around before you get in. Um, I remember I had, uh, even, when, even, uh, just wherever you go, the, the hockey tends to be relatively nice places. And, uh, yeah, and you get in and then you're kind of greeted by a good car park. Clubhouse is really big. It's, got a, a flat above it where a couple of the players live a uh, club shop on the right and then basically you've got an entrance of big big nice looking gymnasium uh two pitches 14 tennis courts um indoor hall oh, six indoor court indoor ten you know indoor tennis so that that's the facilities you're you're looking at so yeah it's, it's, it was it, you know it's a bit of a wow factor when you get there compared to what you're used to and that's would you say that's fairly comparable across the the top clubs in Germany? Yeah, I mean it's it's really interesting. Even like the teams that are in uh, the regional leagues, much lower. You know, the majority you know have got one, two pitches. You know, two pitches, but because they're linked with tennis, there's tennis courts everywhere, it's flooded with tennis courts here, <laughs> and uh, and then most of them have an indoor hall as well. So you know, it's, it's just it's that facility. But the one that made made it kind of interesting to me was that we played uh, my first season in indoor. We played Mulheim, and uh, you know they've got a load of top top international players. But we actually <laughs> played against them in a school hall because uh, they they do have an indoor hall, but it's not like it's not really big enough to cope with people that were going to come and watch a um, a quarter final knockout game. But it was just really interesting. You know, not, People think it's just oh you need the you need the facilities on site you, you don't if you if you if you've got a, a set up structure then you'll then you'll find the facilities. Yeah. Now you're back underway with the season. That's the the restart from you know whenever it was finished finished beforehand. How how are you going so far yourself as a club? Yeah, we've we've done really well. We've picked up uh, ten points out of well let's check my maths here fifteen I think it is. Um, so yeah we. Um, got some good games that's really competitive but because we play so many double headers in Germany because the country's so big um, you end up uh, there's so many odd results get thrown up so it's really competitive because the quality of hockey throughout the whole of the country is, is strong 
Um, but I mean, like we, we traveled four and a half hours to, to, uh, Krefeld team. We probably should have beaten lost. And then we were playing the ger- double German champions the next day. Oh. And you're just thinking, oh, this is going to be a really tough day. And then we end up beating them three one. Right. So, you know, <laughs> anyone can, anyone can beat anyone. And, uh, yeah, so we, we, we're, we're happy with where we are. So. As as soon as someone comes up with a formula for, you know, oh, this team should beat this team because of these sorts of reasons, it gets broken immediately. There is no formula for predicting sports results, I don't think. (laughs) Do you know, yeah, exactly. It reminds me of uh, when I um, I used to go to a tournament, the California Cup in in Vegas, Mm, uh, in, uh, in California, and then the after party is in Vegas. And normally in that team, it's got... Uh, Luke Dorner, Liam Dion, Jamie Dwight, really, really good lads, good, good laugh on, on, on the party scene. But you just see all these, um, <laughs> so many people, uh, mainly Japanese, like trying to do numbers on roulette. And I'm like, it's just random. You just know what you can predict. It's random. Stop, stop writing it down. It's going to make no difference. <laughs> well, I did say that Vegas is your favourite holiday destination as well somewhere, Tommy. That's good. Are you still watching Family Guy? Yeah. Oh, you got the player profile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My life is that simple. If you get me to Vegas and I'm watching Family Guy, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> Obviously, playing a bit of hip hop on the way there as well, though. Glow hope. Well, that fits in with the glow hope, doesn't it, John? Um, okay. The, it, it, here's the here's the big one then um, for you, Tommy. And I I have read your feelings, and like I said before, John will um, no doubt echo this. The move from a winter season in Europe oh, to a yes. summer season for the eleven aside outdoor game. Yeah, I I actually think it is the only way the game will not just improve but survive. Um, just so many things are, are wrong with it being a winter sport. Um, in terms of starting with the facilities, you know, yeah. when when I played when I played in England for Reading. Um, there was one before one of the games in February. I was part of the team to help get snow off the pitch um, before you play. And you're just looking around. You know, none of the seats are, are sheltered or anything like that. It's all set up for summer. Um, and the other thing is that you know it's about on seats at the end of the day. And at the moment, we have an unbelievably complicated system where you know some of the world is playing outdoor and then there's an indoor break and there's an out and then it's back to outdoor and then the season starts again and and they're trying to get more with the pro league international hockey during club season and it's just got a long-term negative effect on the game i I have no issue with the with the tournament but the way that it's organized through a worldwide tournament randomly um so that 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 was for me is just something the only way we're really going to progress is to do it so the good example is in, in Germany, the juniors actually start the season much similar to you guys in terms of pre-March, and then the season kind of starts end March, early April, and then they play into um, into October, the finals in October, and then they have the school holidays um, in that break, which actually for international hockey would be perfect to have that break. So it, it, everything is actually set up worldwide to have um, a much more mirrored and it would definitely progress but as long as we are the way we are where um, you know people are missing club games for international and then people are you know can't get a grip of the game because it starts and it stops and it starts again and then another format and then FIH trying to do hockey five it's just like we're just getting pulled apart here um, and uh, 
yeah, I, I genuinely worry about what's going to happen because, I mean, it, 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 it's not attra- it's just not attractive. Um, and you're trying to compete with other bigger winter sports like um, football. Um, you know, you just you're, you're going to really struggle to kind of tempt people away. Yeah, I guess the genesis of it is um, certainly that the Hockey Association, as it were, going back to the late 1800s, early 1900s, were English-based. Hockey and cricket ran opposite. That they also ran opposite within the public schools that had such a you know a huge. Well, some, you know, some would say still do dominance on on the game there, uh, but we don't have to share facilities with cricket fields anymore because most of the hockey is played on turf there nowadays. So it's kind of irrelevant there. Yeah, you're you're totally right. I mean, um, it's uh, it, it, I mean, I, there was one where I put it up on Twitter and someone just went, "Yeah, but what about facilities?" And I went, "What about the facilities?" And they went, "Oh, changing." Uh, Airing changing rooms, and I was like, "Oh my god, is this really where we're at? That we're moaning about which changing rooms we're going to share during yeah. the same season?" I mean, if that was the best argument someone's got, then you know it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, you're totally right. These aren't shared anymore. There's ample space. It, it yeah, it's a simple fix, I think. If you told someone you were going to build a, a three or four million pound dollar facility, and then the purpose that you are building this facility for, you will have to close down that facility for a month or two every year during the time that this purpose-built thing is supposed to be in use. (laughs) I just don't understand the logic in that. It's a waste of of money to build these facilities just to say, oh, we can't use them. Yeah, I completely agree. And... um yeah, it's, it's so frustrating because the, the the real the real quick fix to this in in my mind is obviously um, you guys you know over in Australia and, and you've got you've kind of got the the correct in my opinion the correct something the same season Germany used to have way before I got here but it all changed when the year in um, October time. Want to get Europe as a quick as as getting onto the same page as you guys? Then it, it's uh, you have to put the first round in April. Then everyone would change their season round because that's that's the competition that the European clubs want to play in. Thoughts on Pro League? Um, yeah, I think I touched on that earlier. I have kind of no. Well, <laughs> it's good that there's hockey on TV. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, and I like that. What I don't like is the clash clash with um, with clubs. Yeah. Is, yeah. So the, Germany played Belgium, and the league took a um, a break. So we had no games with the club that weekend, and that was great. So it meant nobody missed games, no nothing. And that's fine if everybody's doing that. Um, and then the other bit that from a from a from a Scottish point of view, um, when you see the you know the, the big nations playing regularly throughout it would be good to have a maybe a second maybe even a third tier something like that where there's a little bit more emphasis to try and get promoted so on on the principle it's okay but the the structure at the moment for me is it isn't benefiting the game well pro league two is supposed well not being called pro league two but pro league two is supposedly on its way isn't it we'll, (laughs) we'll, we'll 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 see what happens over the coming months tommy we know you've got a 
make a move very shortly. A uh, couple of quick ones for you. Bring back the bully, yes or no? Yeah, we're not. Yeah, Good, that's down. a tick. Good. Put him down on the list. Perfect. Oh, he gets a Christmas card. <laughs> Good, we're doing well on that one. Um, and we we are, um, I don't know if you know, but it's International Podcast Day today. And uh, any news on, oh, okay, cool. on on a return of, of uh, a slap chat? <laughs> um, I'll have to speak to uh, the boss. Which is Amy Gibson. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was good fun to do. Uh, we just, uh, she got promoted at work, basically, and then, uh, oh, no. through, through her club at house. Uh, so she's in charge of the social media there and the, all the artwork. So the moment she said she got a promotion, it was kind of like, okay, because I have no editing skills. I'm literally useless. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I have to chat to her. I have to chat to the boss. Be good to hear it come back out again. We've, when we started, the only thing available at the time was Slapchat, I think, John, the, yeah. uh, that, that was currently available. And, uh, and now there's bloody podcasts everywhere. <laughs> which is great. You can have too much of a good thing. Well, <laughs> Tommy, but, it's, it's going when on. It's, when it's, when it's good, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when, when it's a good one, then it's, uh, it's definitely, but yeah, I think, uh, I think any podcast that's kind of challenging, not the okay stuff is the most important and you know that's what you guys are doing that's what we certainly tried at slap chat was to kind of challenge some of the strange stuff that goes on in hockey yeah Tommy, plenty, to, plenty uh, of that to paraphrase a couple of australian sporting broadcast icons too much hockey is barely enough <laughs> <laughs> that's good i like that tommy thanks for joining us good luck at the weekend you got a double header yeah, double derby weekend, Hatiatse and uh, Flotbeck. So yeah, two two Saturday will be super tough, and oh. Sunday Flotbeck, you'll flog them. Are they b- bottom of the ladder, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, Flotbeck. Yeah. I'm going to start calling yeah, them now. Flog, Thanks for that. Flotbeck, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, great to talk. All the best with your future endeavours, and good luck to UHC Hamburg for the season. Thanks very much. Appreciate the time. Listen to the reverse stick, and that was Tommy Alexander joining us from Hamburg in Germany. Indeed, great, great to chat. We didn't quite have Good enough fella. time. We could have gone on and on yeah. and on and on and on, and, and we had a few issues for the first ten minutes. We actually tried. I tried to tee it up for a, a, a ten past the hour time slot, knowing <laughs> that if we went on the hour, then it would take us ten minutes to get into it. No, he came back and said, "Look, I'm terrible with my time, and I've got a coaching session to get to. Can we make it on the hour?" Yep. No worries, on the hour is fine. I only said that because if we say on the hour, it's normally 10 minutes. Anyway, what happened? Technical issues, and we started 10 minutes past We were actually talking to him on the hour, but not being able to record it. Anyway. Anyway, um, We did. Good fella. Great great to chat. Summer hockey. Very sensible ideas. Very sensible man. How is it in this echo, echo, echo? chamber of ours <laughs> that's right we will only get people on that we uh, know share some of our no, we views don't. what no we don't yeah we do mason said he didn't think much of the bully didn't he have you uh... <laughs> okay. oh no we've got we've got another bully a bully fan another, straight in there another christmas Absolutely. card mate another christmas card straight in uh what else is going on mate um well you so, got what's on my list uh, you know i haven't researched the random Matt's mystery file this week, even we'll, though it's we'll really random. Save it. we'll, we'll, we'll save it for next week. Um, you know what Matt's mystery file will be next week? What? Uh, a rundown of all five of the premierships that I've won <laughs> in the last five years. Really? Yeah, that will be. 
Let me know, folks. Do I live stream it? Live stream it or not? What, what did I say? Yeah, hashtag yes stream. <laughs> You've got to put that message out on socials now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tonight. Yeah. No, I don't have to make the decision until five minutes before the game starts. Well, I, I think you might. I'll take the gear. I'll have the, yeah. like, the gear. The gear, right, your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll have my phone. Can I get two phones going at the same time? Like, hold one in my right hand, one in my left hand. You and, could. And, and put it up split screen onto something. Oh, you, you should. Well, well it would have to be two separate YouTube channels and then yeah. you'd have to split screen yourself. Or, yeah. You can put one up on Facebook and one up on, on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever you do. Yeah, oh, I might do that. Might do that. See how you go. Yeah, see how you go. Might, might not bother. Um, I'm sure you could get some co-commentators to help you. We spoke, yeah. <laughs> Peanut gallery. We, uh, we spoke last week about Chris Zarello stepping away from yep. the India job article in IndianExpress.com from our good friend Mahir Vazavda. Hockey India appoint two temporary coaches to ease Graham Reed's workload. Bram Lomans and Dennis van der Poel have been hired for 10 weeks to help drag flickers and goalkeepers respectively. When was this from? Uh, 29th, uh, 29th of September. Hit by the sudden pandemic. Sorry. Hit by the... Th- screen went off. Hit by the sudden departure of its key support staff members, the Indian hockey team has roped in two Dutch coaches to temporarily plug the gap Come here, until full-time replacements are appointed. In the last month, Hockey India's high-performance director, David John, and analytical coach, Chris Zarello, and physio David McDonald all quit citing personal reasons. Uh, the exits have left Chief Coach Graham Reed without much support to oversee training at the ongoing national camp in Bengaluru. To ease Reed's burden, Hockey India has roped in the services of Dutchman Bram Lomans and Dennis van der Poel for a period of 10 weeks, during which they will rem- remotely coach the players. Do you reckon there's going to be some bloke running around on the field Carrying a laptop around? Well, a laptop or big screen? Uh, big, big screen? Just him, no, around. no, but on the big, oh, on the big, big screen. screen, yeah. Oh, they're, maybe they're, are they an addition? No, they're not, no, they're in Bengaluru. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, the um, Sports Authority of India training. Would they team. have, oh, I know, yeah. Well, the, the big, um. No, all they need to do is, is turn the Mr. Bat for a banner, banner turn around. it around, yeah, and, yeah, then, project and then put the projector yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Right onto that. <laughs> Big shout out to Chris Sorello though. Um, big dog. Yep. Well, you know, health issues and stuff. I'm sure he'll get better and all the rest, but I think we did that last week, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, shout out again. <laughs> Double shout out. Um, if in doubt though, John, give it away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Twatter's back. Um, yeah, keep going. More on India. And no, that's it. That was it. Look, we just had that great chat with Tommy. I didn't feel any... I, I put a fair bit of research, obviously, if you'd listened, a fair bit of research into the uh, the conversation with Tommy today, and uh, that took up most of It was of great. My, you told my, us all my, the things my... we could have asked Tommy to tell us. <laughs> we were short on time, John. <laughs> no, we weren't. It was good, mate. Um, if you're on iTunes, just lazily rolling around, maybe you listen to this podcast on iTunes, then you can head to the reviews and the ratings page. All you've got to do is to go to the uh, the fifth star on the right, just click on there, mm. and in the little box where it says comments, just write excellent, and that'll be fine. We'll be happy with that. And, of course, if you're on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all just like and stuff. follow Retweet. us at The Reverse Stick, particularly because it's International Podcast Day, John. What? Today? Today? Is it International Podcast Are you sure? I'm sure. Ah, oh. oh, it is. 
Sorry, I got mistaken with international. Po- podcast, po- podcast day, podcast day. Oh, okay. Oh, well, happy podcast. Happy, day. happy we, we, we've been doing it a while now, and um, John, it's uh, almost October. <laughs> you know, you know what's happening in October. Oh, the Congress. No, the Tokyo Daily uh, Olympic podcast is happening in October. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? What date does that start? How's your prep going? What date does that start, Matt? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> God damn it. Didn't I'm we hoping, say we do that? I'm hoping it's like 13th or something, but I fear it might be the 6th. Okay, look, I've got this grand final to get through. Yeah. Saturday. Next Saturday, the Saturday after. Yeah. Um, a long-awaited public return of John Lee and the Hookers. Uh, well, Billabong yeah. Brewery in Myree in Perth, <laughs> yeah. WA. If, if, you're, anybody, if you're local. Uh, we, we, we do so, have the covered at 3 p.m. on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon <laughs> time slot. Which I did explain to John. It isn't bad if you're at Glastonbury. You don't want the 11 a.m. slot. <laughs> no, you know, that's so. right. Um, yeah, well, that, it, Billabong's very similar to Glastonbury. <laughs> There's a lot of beer there. Yeah, clientele, very similar. Yeah. yeah, well, it's more like one of the the healing the healing tents at, at nine o'clock. A lot of beards. There. The, There'll the be a lot of beards. Don't you think? You're most welcome to join us. Um, or maybe I'll live stream that instead of your bloody hockey game. Oh, could do. Anyway, um, so any time after that, we can do that Tokyo thing that we said we would do. Yeah, we will do. It's it. probably a good idea to do things when you say you're going to do them, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, look, what are we? 164 episodes in, mate. The weekly. The only weekly hockey podcast. And if, if there is a national federation around in, that would in, like in to English. support me as uh, president of the FIH, I'm still open to offers. I'm not backing down from that one. All right, it's probably time to go. No, not yet. We've got a couple of things to talk about. What do you got? Okay, very quickly. I said, what do you got? Get this shit right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course. Now, we we did a bit of a diatribe, you might call it, last week about the new app and, you know, websites and all this sort of stuff. I'm going to do it now, John. I'm going to just pop on to watch.hockey and see if I can see the highlights from the Belgium, okay. Belgium versus who games? Uh, well, wait. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's follow the trail here to get this right. So, Preparation today, as you normally do, because um, I do so much research for this podcast. Log on to fih.ch. Now, last week... Just ask the whistle manufacturers. <laughs> <laughs> last week, we talked about when you logged on to fih.ch, you were redirected to the fihproleague.com page. That's correct. This week... When and when you went to fih.live... You went to fih.live. No. It was a, there's a problem with this page. Oh, that's right. Okay, so this week, FIH.ch, log it in, takes me straight to the FIH homepage, as you would expect. All good there. Okay, so look on the home landing page of the FIH. Oh, well, where do I go to get to the FIH Pro League page? Without typing in, is there a link on the, on the landing page for the FIH? Is there a link to the May, their major competition website. Pro League. Pro League. No, Matt, there is not on their landing page. There's uh, some links no, to no, featured no, videos featured. from 2019 Pro yep, League. Four of those. Um, and feature, it says feature videos, John. Yeah, um, 
these are introductions to the Pro League for 2019. I don't think any of them are actually highlights of any sort of the Pro League. Three of them certainly aren't. We also have links to the 4th Congress in Delhi, the Indoor World Cup in Liege, which isn't going ahead, the 47th Congress in Delhi. <sighs> Two links to that. And then there's other stuff you can click. Uh, Indoor World Cup, 4th Congress, Indoor World Cup, 4th Congress. There's the four ads that they play in the big banner. One of them's for a shoe. One of them's for the news section and stories about the stars are out to celebrate 20 years of Los Leonos. Um, there's the hockey invites um, graphic that when you click on takes you to another text-based page that doesn't take you anywhere near the Pro League page. And then there's the FIH Pro League, the best perform on Polygrass, a big advert for Polytan. And, and I said, another, I, I said, another graphic telling you who all the other people are that pr- produce turfs or are preferred turf suppliers alongside Polytan. But I said to you, John. But nothing that links to the FIH no, no, hockey pro nothing, league. Nothing page. obvious at all there. But nothing. we know, but we know there are an extensive list of links at the bottom of the page. Yeah, you have to scroll all the way down in Events, the Events, rankings, variety. global stars, hockey invites, yeah. inside FIH, media area. And hidden amongst there, you Under will find FIH probably underneath FIH series, series open and F- series finals. <laughs> series finals. <laughs> Great work to the people at the FIH. Now, let's... no, but surely, John, on that page there is a link to the Watch.Hockey app. No, Matt, there is not. <laughs> is there a mention of the Watch.Hockey no, app? No, Matt, there is not. On the FIH.ch website, there is the main page, not. there is no mention of the... <laughs> there is not. Now, let's go to the FIH Pro League page. Now, oh, where do we start with this? Well, well the first, first article, we'll start with that one, John. Well, well, we land on it. At the very top, there is indeed an ad or a, a link. Watch how hockey, watch.hockey yeah, app. A banner. It's got a banner. Yeah, download banner at the top, which you can remove by clicking <laughs> the X and on the side. Did. So it's an go. ad. It's oh, no, but it's popped up at the bottom. It has. It's <laughs> underneath as well. It's on top when you land on there, and it's underneath as well. So then we come, FIH Pro League Reaction Time. That's the story at the top of the page. 29th of the night, 2020. Okay. It's got, are they, there's some sort of funny square box in the corner. <laughs> no table. It played wind points. It's, it's, it's that makes only no a little sense. bit. It makes no sense because it's, it's got, it's got, shoot, it's got shootout winds in there as well within those points. So that uh, makes, it's means weird. nothing to anybody. Let's scroll down to the latest videos, shall we? View all. And we said this last week. There is still no top highlights left, Top left video. Anything. Australia versus Belgium, match four. Australia versus Belgium, match four. It's the, the second video. There is no video up there for the last Pro League game that was played before the recent one last weekend, i.e. three or four, five, six months ago. So Australia four, and Argentina highlights are still not up there. Four, four full games at the top and then highlights underneath. Uh, nothing there. Okay, so that's okay. your videos. That's the videos. Let's go. Let's go back to this news story that appears at the top of the page. Man. <laughs> this is a this is a ripper, honestly. FIH Hockey Pro League reaction time. Can I post on September twenty ninth? Story by FIH. But we know staff writer. Mm. Can I uh, can I just read the first par- the first line, please? First line. The FIH Hockey Pro League bounced back into action with two sparkling encounters between the men's and women's teams of Germany and the Netherlands. Get this shit right. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> Mate, seriously, this has been up for 24 hours before we've seen it. <laughs> it does go on to tell us about the games between Germany and Belgium. 
which is great. Let's, let's, which is the next, start that next paragraph, Matt. The, the first sentence. The outcome across both days of competition was really a case of honours even. Really? Now, explain to me, John, what honours even would mean to you. That would mean to all. So, or four all or five all or whatever. But honours even potentially across two games, maybe the women... One, one, well, we're talking about two different competitions here. The men's and the women's. Yeah, so yeah. there's two different competitions. Yeah. So it could have been two wins for Belgium and two wins for Germany. Two for the men, two for the women, or some kind of combination. You'd expect there'd be a parity amongst some the results. Some sort of parity, yeah. yeah. Okay. Next line. Germany women won both of their matches, while Belgian men put on a strong display in the opening game to beat Germany 6-1. Before drawing the second game, but losing the shootout after some quite stunning goalkeeping heroics from Germany's Alexander Stadler. German goalkeepers. Yeah. See? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tommy was on it. Yeah. There was some good... Um, there's some, I think there's an iconic goalkeepers thing on a video that I saw from one of the shootouts. Oh, okay. from the, One of the German goalkeepers about their technique. Check it out. Back onto this. Brilliant. Okay, so how's that? How's the parity in that, John? Because the women, German women both won both games. Well, the men lost... Uh, drew one but won it on the shootout mm. and lost. It, it doesn't seem very even to me. Anyway, not so, it. yeah, th- that's not the definition of really a case of honours even. Look, but we go on, no, but we go on with the article, John, because the great thing is, if you did manage to catch it on, in the, no, not in the stadium, because nobody's there, thousands of hockey fans, athletes, coaches and officials tuned in via TV, online streaming or on the new watch.hockey app. Um, not many watched it on the Watchdog, yeah, <laughs> according to Facebook comments. No. Well, we, we went through that last But the great week. thing is, N- Netherlands women's captain, Ava de Herder, um, she managed to get her eyes on it, John. Oh, yeah. Well, it was good to watch some international hockey again, she said. Yep, great stuff. And also, Max Cowder... She watched it with both a professional analytical eye and personal interest. As one would do yeah. in, in her position. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Max Cowder, what did he have to say about it? Well, uh, he he was a bit upset, even though it was without spectators, which we really no, missed while playing. That's still Ava talking. Oh, there was too. So, yeah. Max, oh, there we go. He's the head coach of the Netherlands men's team, by the way, just in case. Yeah. Um, I am happy that – I'm not going to do an accent. I am happy they were able to compete sure, at the highest level and that we as a sport are able to put our great game back in the spotlights. Of course, we're all planning to peak for Tokyo 2020. <laughs> and so while I watch the games with interest, my head is at the point in time busy with Dutch club hockey and Dutch players. Diana, so Max, did, hey, no, now, no, no, Max, did you really watch it? Now, if you were... Max, if, did you really did watch you, it? Max, if, Max. If, you were, if you were to write an article, Matt, about the return of the Pro League and the games involving... Germany and the Netherlands. The Netherlands based Belgian players. Yeah. Should we just call them the Low Countries? The Low Countries. Oh, imagine that as an amalgam. Oh, they'd be a good side. The Low Countries. Maybe, maybe get them into the Commonwealth Games next time. It, it could save Dutch men's hockey. Well, it's dying, isn't it? So <laughs> it is. No, it's going down. No it's big time. Um, now, if you, want, if you wanted to get the lowdown on, on what had happened on that game, who's the first person you'd You'd, you'd be thinking of getting in touch with? Um, uh, Shabazz Ahmed. It had to be Graham Reid. <laughs> no, of course it was. Graham Reid. Well, Why wouldn't you ask Graham Reid what he thought? 
Well, because he's got experience in the Netherlands, John, as coach of Amsterdam. He has. That fits in perfectly. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, uh, what is that story? Can you, I don't even want to go further because I'm John, what do the umpire managers think about it? <laughs> Seriously, because it's there. Do you want me to read it out? <laughs> How amazing was it to see Germany and Belgium take the field at the recent FIH Pro League matches? Seven months is a long absence for the players, but also for the umpires. Masks, social distancing and no crowds all gave the game a different look, but once the first whistle went, it was back to business as usual. The game didn't look any different, mate. Now, I think... I think that could have been written before the game actually happened. <laughs> could have been. There's more about it's important for umpires to be... In fact, the largest bloody paragraph in the whole thing is from the umpire's advisor. Nowhere in the story about um, well, what, reactions is there anything about the actual game. Well, the one thing we know about lockdown around the world, John, is that the people that have survived the best and got through it the best out of everybody is the umpires. Because all they do is spend time at home in front of the mirror, practicing their little hand movements and the little arm movements, the chicken wing and the you know the, the um, uh, obstruction and all, all of that sort of stuff. So they're fine. They were they were ready to go. They're, the umpires are ready to go. Yeah. All, they they're checking out fhumpires.com. They're learning. They're, they're in front of the it. mirror. They're ready to go. We don't need to hear about the umpires. Yeah. <laughs> you can take the message for that one. Now I'm saying they're ready. They're prepared. That's true. They're part of the third team with FH umpires. It's only three US dollars a month. Get involved. Well done. Okay. Um, the next... Okay. So we've got to this point. Can I see any highlights? I I can't on the... Because I don't have the app. I've so got the can, app. I've just I've just been on there, mate. I've just... Can, dr- so a look. what I did do, man, is I went to... Hockey? No, you went to FIH. Dot live. The new, the new digital home of hockey. The new digital home. What I landed yeah, on. No, the old digital home, home of, of hockey. hockey. Yeah. Yeah. The new digital. Well, well, I went to the old digital, and that's gone. In fact, I got redirected to Watch Hockey. Okay. The website. The website, of which is which has got all the hockey to watch on there, isn't it? No, it doesn't, Matt. It has it has links to download on. the app. It has nothing on so, there. Oh, you're right. QR codes. Now. Uh, <laughs> I've got nothing wrong with the idea that the FIH has decided to go, we're getting rid of that and we're moving to this. You have had bloody months to make sure that this works properly. Okay, right. What, what have you been doing here's, for six months? Here's what I've got. Here's what I've got on the app. Okay, the app is open. The top uh, third of the screen, just over half of the screen, might be better on a bigger phone, um, it's obviously got the, the six dots that you can scroll through to lead you into different articles or videos. The first one, FIH Pro League Reaction Time, the article you've just read from the Pro League page. About the games between the Netherlands Next, and Germany. Yes, that's right. Next, we've got a video uh, with one of the German guys. I can't see who it is behind the text. Germany did well to come back from the defeat. It's a three-minute video. Uh, then we've got one of the Belgian ladies. We have to be harder defensively. Then we've got a... Belgian fella, it's good to start for the Olympic preparation. These are all two, three-minute videos. Uh, then a, uh, a Belgian lady, we're a young team and happy. Uh, everyone is happy to play. And then it goes on to a, a star of the match with Alexander Stadler, the, goal, the German goalkeeper. And then it, it's back through. Next down, live and upcoming. The first video we get, 
Netherlands versus Germany, um, GB, 27th of October. That's our next Pro League game. Okay, so scroll through. So that's a video that they've got up already. No, but it's, it's parked, isn't it? The, the address is parked there for it. So it's got, and then it's got 29th of October, Netherlands GB again, 31st of October, Belgian GB, 1st of November. So it's all the future games that are coming up. Then for you, I get GB versus Malaysia, 3rd of November 2019. How did they know that was my favourite game that I've ever seen? Uh, then some interviews. Oh, the third one along is restart of the FIS Pro League. It's the Dr. Batra, uh, sorry, the Mr. Ba- Mr. Dr. Batra um, video. Especially for me. And then we get Germany versus Belgium, 22nd of September 2020 highlights. I searched Belgium before. It brought nothing up for me at all. <laughs> but it's there. There is a video there. It's four minutes and 40 seconds. Check it out. It's the first time I've seen it. Now, I've tried to look for it before, but I've had to scroll through so much crap that it's like, oh, no, I've got other things to do. I'd just quite like to see the, you know. Is it not like a, oh, look, you've got it there. Oh, it's coming through your phone. But there's, dun, dun. hold up near your microphone, mate. Not near. There you go. Oh! But it's great. We can see it on there now anyway. I don't know if I really want it because I've Which seen, the, was seen, that? seen the result. Charlie, Char- Char- Chris, Charlie, Charlie, Chris. I thought it was Charlie, but I could be wrong. Chris, Charlie, Chris. Oh, well, they've got very similar. Ch, ch. Yeah, we'll go. What? F O H dot C H. Oh, oh, it's their Yeah. That's that's where Chashley Morrison is going wrong. If Chashley could only get it right. Chashley, consider the name change, buddy. Now, um. It says on this this landing and, and, page and for moved, watch hockey. And move to Sweden. Which you can't actually watch hockey on. It's just a, a link to go and get some other digital other, yeah, device. I, I feel for the Windows oh. phone users. I really this, do. If you're going to do migrations, you work it out before you don't have this happen. And the other side of it is watch live matches, FIH news, schedules and more. The lucky thing is for me, Matt, <laughs> there's another month before the next FIH Pro yeah, League match. Yeah. Which is I said to you last week, if, if I'd have got all of those games into the same 30-day period, then I might have considered paying the local subscri- subscription rate to watch it here. But to get four games and then have to wait and pay you 25 bucks or whatever it is, and then it's into your next 30, 30-day period to pay another 25 bucks, it's not worth it for me to, to say. I can go and watch some great live streaming from clubs in Germany, clubs in the UK. Clubs here in Australia. I can go to at the hockey live and follow hashtag live stream hockey John and go and watch some live live stream games. I don't need to be watching the international games. Matt, I'll say it again. The Australian Football League uh, has a billion dollar television rights agreement with a broadcaster in this country of 25 million people, of which at two at best two thirds follow. No, not even. 50% at best. Uh, you reckon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's somewhere between the two. Let's call it that. And, Even uh, if it's 15 million, that's, y- that's dwarfed by the size of the hockey, billion, hockey market, isn't it? We're told 2 billion. Now, now we know that. No, but we know that's not real. But even if you take a quarter of that. Yeah. Even if you take 10% of that. Their it app, still dwarfs it. Their app has highlights appearing on it 
before the game's finished. You can get first quarter highlights before the game's finished on the app. You can watch games live on the app. Now, I know this is all tied up in broadcasting deals and stuff like that, and some poor decisions have been made in the past, obviously. Oh, yeah. But you've got to move past that. You move on and try and figure these things out. But if you want to play with the big boys, that's the sort of stuff you've got to be doing. And look, as I said, the AFL, I don't know how they do it. A billion dollar, billion dollar but, TV rights but, deal. But, but if you if you want to play with the big boys, you've got to get your fundamentals right. So when you're writing the most basic articles about the relaunch of the competition, we've already noticed that that article is on three different pages of the FIH or something which is they want you to read. And in your very first line, you get one of the countries wrong that are involved. One of the countries, not a club. There's only two countries involved, and you get one of them wrong. How could any broadcast partner, sponsor, um, media media partner of any type be seriously interested in doing business and promoting what you're doing and helping you do what you're you're doing when you can't even get the name of the freaking country right? Hello, I'm Nick Irvin, and you're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Give it away. Potters. Okay, well, that's about us, because we've gone for... We've had a bit to say. Well, I'm we? happy you've doubled down on what I said last week. You know, I what? thought you were all you know, all behind the watchdog. <laughs> Did you? No. Oh, no, look, I'm... I'm the, the we, app, we want things to work. That's the not thing. the issue. No, that's the thing. We want things to work for global but hockey. The technology's not the issue. The, that, the app is just technology. It... it there's nothing new about what they're trying to do as far as the technology side of it. Okay? It's, and it's all about content. Yep. You can have technology falling out of your... And it doesn't matter if you ain't got content. And they're terrible at producing content. Yeah, well... It's obvious. I'll be honest, John. A few people have said that about us over the uh, the past couple of years. Uh, you know, we plow on. Every now and again, we get somebody in for an interview, don't we? And we've had the pleasure of Tommy joining us. We say some in the sensible show. things sometimes. Yeah, we do. You know, look, we're just happy that you're listening. <laughs> we love, we do love listening. the game. I love hockey. I'm still playing at 53, so I love it. Thank you for Thanks, top of the D, for the little mention. Inter- hashtag International Podcast Day. Yes, we are hockey lovers, hockey people, hockey. Idiots, and um, we like talking hockey, don't we, John? We do. Send us your money. That's my pitch. <laughs> Give us your bloody money. No, don't. Send it to a needy hockey club somewhere. Spend your money at your hockey club. Okay, I'll take that as as, as a, an edict from you, John, and I'll be at the bar on Saturday. Yeah, there, if right? you want to spend money at a hockey club, be at Fremantle Lakeland Saturday night. There'll be plenty of money spent there. See you, folks. Enjoy. All right. Good luck on Saturday, John. Oh, thanks very much, Jamie. <laughs> what? Is that your Jamie Dwyer impersonation? Oh, yeah, my name's Jamie Dwyer. I like playing hockey. I'm, I'm a little bit shy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm quite comfortable on the field because I, because the umpires protect me with their whistles. <laughs> oh, uh, that's unfair. But you know, when I'm walking down the street, I, I don't. I don't really like um, being on the same side of the road as the big boys. 
quite, I know, it's sometimes it's quite nice to have my hockey sticks with me, although I look a bit silly because they're all a bit bigger than me. Um, and um, yeah, okay, I'm pretty good at my hockey tipping, but uh, I, you know, I, I feel a bit unfair that I beat the the reverse stick boys in the hockey WA tipping competition. Uh, it was only the one point. I did cheat a little bit because I knew. I knew some of the results before they actually happened. <laughs> but that's just because I'd give some like, hockey sticks to the boys and that. And, and, uh, um, and I think it unfair that there was no points awarded for um, their prediction for who was going to be the top goal scorer and all that. Because like, they're good blokes and, and um, I probably should have finished bottom. But um, buy my sticks. You are the only man that has ever ever heckled Jamie Dwyer at a game. Oh. Just do me a favour, bomb my sticks.